The bedroom murmured to itself gently. It was almost below the limits of hearing, an irregular little sound, yet quite unmistakable and quite deadly. But it wasn't that which awakened Byron Farrell and dragged him out of a heavy, unrefreshing slumber. He turned his head restlessly from side to side in a futile struggle against the periodic burr on the end table. He put out a clumsy hand without opening his eyes and closed contact. Hello, he mumbled. Sound tumbled instantly out of the receiver. It was harsh and loud, but Byron lacked the ambition to reduce the volume. It said, may I speak to Byron Farrell? Byron said fuzzily, speaking, what do you want? May I speak to Byron Farrell? The voice was urgent. Byron's eyes opened on the thick darkness. He became conscious of the dry unpleasantness of his tongue and the faint odor that remained in the room. He said, speaking, who is this? It went on, disregarding him, gathering tension, a loud voice in the night. Is anyone there? I would like to speak to Byron Farrell. Byron raised himself on one elbow and stared at the place where the visiphone sat. He jabbed at the vision control and the small screen was alive with light. Here I am, he said. He recognized the smooth, slightly asymmetric features of Sander Jaunty. Call me in the morning, Jaunty. He started to turn the instrument off once more when Jaunty said, hello, hello, is anyone there? Is this University Hall, room 526, hello? Byron was suddenly aware that the tiny pilot light which would have indicated a live sending circuit was not on. He swore under his breath and pushed the switch. It stayed off. Then Jaunty gave up and the screen went blank and was merely a small square of featureless light. Byron turned it off. He hunched his shoulder and tried to burrow into the pillow again. He was annoyed. In the first place, no one had the right to yell at him in the middle of the night. He looked quickly at the gently luminous figures just over the headboard, 315. House lights wouldn't go on for nearly four hours. Besides, he didn't like having to wake to the complete darkness of his room. Four years' custom had not hardened him to the Earthman's habit of building structures of reinforced concrete, squat, thick, and windowless. It was a thousand-year-old tradition, dating from the days when the primitive nuclear bomb had not yet been countered by the force field defense. But that was past. Nuclear warfare had done its worst to Earth. Most of it was hopelessly radioactive and useless. There was nothing left to lose, and yet architecture mirrored the old fears, so that when Byron woke, it was to pure darkness.